What up, Jeeples? Happy June 17th. Why do you say happy June 17th? Well, I'd love to tell you. Today, June 17th, is Global Garbage Man Day. It's also National Apple Strudel Day, National Dump the Pump Day, Recess at Work Day, which is always the third Thursday in June, World Croc Day, Stewart's Root Beer Day, and World Day to Combat Desertification and Drought. So, certainly a festive day indeed, but also, according to the internet, today is also National Eat Your Vegetables Day. So, in honor of that, we're going to talk about the 800 gram challenge and many other things with CrossFit for Pierce's newest coach, Noah Johnson. Noah talks about setting goals and eating vegetables, Tony talks about habits, and I talk about cereal. Hope you enjoy. Here it is. So you're a guy that commits pretty intensely to your hobbies. Yes. Yeah, he has pretty, uh, like, intense hobbies. Yeah, I mean, I have friends that go to church. You go to church, and you're on the tech team, and you make the announcements weekly. I have friends that go to the gym, and you live at the gym. I have friends that go to the range, and you're in the tactical games. Where did this come (laughs) from? Have you always been the type of person that jumps deep into your hobbies or deep into all the things that... Oh, yeah, I go so far, I just get drowned. I'm, I I love filling my plate, and I love just, if Eating. I'm into something, I go 100%. You like to fill your time. plate and eat it? That's how I am oh, with yeah. Netflix. <laughs> like, if I'm going to watch Netflix, I want to watch all the shows. Yeah, no, the same the way. Uh, if I'm doing anything, I might as well give 100%. Okay, so have you always uh, been kind of driven by the goal past you or right in front of you the reason i'm asking is because you've been doing these things for a long time that you've described you're fully committed when you jump in are you kind of how does your mind work when you get committed to something new i guess would be what i was asking Um, except i didn't ask but i'm asking it now tell me through your mindset when you get when you get exposed or get into something new so my parents raised me with have short-term goals long-term goals so as soon as I commit to something, those goals kind of just formulate and kind of establish themselves. So right away, I'm thinking, obviously, short-term goal is, is usually first. And then once that gets established and kind of gets met, then I'm like, okay, this was pretty cool. Now, how can I keep going? And what am I really, like, what am I really striving for for the long-term goal? And how intentional are you about naming these goals? Like, Very intentional. My goal is Netflix. And so at the end, it'll be like, Neil, do you want to watch this one, this one, or that one? And then I choose. But you seem to have some pretty specific goals. Talk to me about your goal setting process. So I'll use CrossFit as an example. For CrossFit, it was first, okay, you want to learn how to do, let's say, the best snatch that you've ever done and the heaviest snatch you've ever done. Those are the two short term, right? Because we're always going to be progressing that. So then it was like, okay, well, now you have to look at it as, well, the long-term goal is to learn because that's what you're always going to be doing for the snatch. So why not go get my level one? Why not sit here and talk to Tony, talk to Champagne, talk to Katie, talk to Aaron, figure out, hey, how can we learn as much as possible? Mm -hmm. So that kind of like lines me up for my mindset while doing the snatch. Tony, you're a goal-driven guy. What can you add about the importance of setting goals? I think you hit the nail right in the head, and that is short-term, long-term. You have to figure out what you want to do daily, what you're willing to do daily, to the big picture. You know, for instance, 
I've recommitted myself to Spanish and I'm setting a goal that I'm going to do one lesson a day for my Spanish. I'm going to do it every day. And so if, if I'm not willing to do that every day, now there's different levels of this. Like he's, I, I'm sure you don't play the guitar every day, right. but you play it often enough that you're still fluent at it. Right. It's because he's already mastered it to a level that he wants to be at. So things can adapt as you're setting your goals. Goals aren't always going to stay consistent, but you have to pick a couple and really focus in on them. You can't do everything at one time. You got to focus in um, for CrossFitters, I think, showing up every day or as often as possible and eating your vegetables or Whole30 or figure out what the nutrition aspect is that you can do every day. Mm -hmm. Those two things should be the main focus in the fitness CrossFit world on goal setting. So let's pretend that there's people that will be a part of this conversation that might not have the type of experience they want to develop with goals. Maybe they spend a lot of time podcasting or Netflix or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Just, just. What would you guys say would be a, a good starting place for somebody that's looking to develop their goals or um, start being more intentional about their goals? Where's, where's a good place to start? I would say two categories come to mind for me I'd say intensity and then proportioning so figuring out what's on your plate and how much you can actually tackle so you have to have that sort of realism while you're mm. doing it and then with the intensity side you have to figure out how hard you're willing to work or how hard is attainable for yourself and sustainable right. not only rhymes but is something too <laughs> yeah. uh, in terms of what can you what can you get versus, um, you know, how long is this process? And I think that's uh, one of the things that I know, Tony, you've been trying to talk about uh, for those of us that are coming off of the Whole30 at any point. Yeah. That, you know, the Whole30 is an educational process, but part of it is in trying to develop sustainable habits. Which is why I'm a fan of the 800 grams because I, I believe it is sustainable. I actually love your statement about the goal setting. I would like to just add one more. I wouldn't even take anything away um, your why. Mm. I think why is important because that keeps you motivated. You know, why do you come to the gym every day? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to gain muscle? Why do you want to improve your snatch? Most people, so they can, they're healthier, they look better, they live longer. They're, for me, I literally just want to be able to do this till I'm 90 mm -hmm. if I live that long. If I'm 100, you know, I, want, I want to do this as long as I possibly can. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. My goal is to be as mobile as long as possible. And it's not even to have the longest life. It's literally just to be as mobile as long as possible. And I think for some of us, um, the challenge is finding a why that's big enough to be powerful on the days when we don't want to mm -hmm. or on the days that, that aren't hard. You know, uh, and, and for so, sometimes, you know, feeling good and looking good is enough. But I think for myself it's bigger than that it's got it for me it's attached to some the folks that i love it's attached um to the commitments that i've made because on the days when i don't want to i need a why i think somebody said it like this you know if your why isn't big enough to drive you out of bed in the morning keep digging you need a more powerful why it's out there but you need to name it you need to find it or in your case to get you in bed before like 2 a.m 
Yeah, but <laughs> things I don't know if you've watched Netflix, but they just they keep popping up. <laughs> they keep popping up. One thing that I think is a common theme between the two of you as well that I'd love to uh, have you guys talk about. Um, how important is it to do research as you're setting goals? And the reason why I'm asking is because I think if, if I wanted to start some new goals, I'd go and I'd bring my journal and I'd sit down and I'd, and I'd write some goals. But as I'm hearing you, I, you guys talk, um, there's been a little bit more intentional thought as I'm hearing about understanding what you're getting yourself into and understanding what's possible. How important is it for you to be continually educating yourself as you're setting goals? Uh, for me, super important. I mean, the first step with anything I do for me personally is knowledge. So taking taking knowledge and then transferring it into either my body with CrossFit or, you know, fingers, hands with guitar, whatever it is, it always starts with that first step of knowledge. And then, you know, just to give an example, here's we'll start the commercial break. Uh, I just bought a Whoop here recently. Just whoop, whoop. We are not sponsored. Yeah, we're not sponsored. Not yet. <laughs> whoop, holler at me. Um, bought the Whoop just to compare it with other smartwatches and just see where my body has been and, you know, where I can get it to be. But that comes with the the research, the putting time into getting the knowledge. And the data. Body. Yes, for the data. I think doing research is really important, but also I think um, – Research on habits and behaviors probably is where it all starts. Hmm. If you're trying to learn something, you have to understand the way the brain works, the way the body works, and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, it's one thing to know you're following for Netflix. It's another thing not to know you're following for Netflix and what they're doing, or Instagram, or Facebook. It's being aware. Like, if I spend 20 minutes... 20 minutes on my Instagram a day. That's a lot actually. Cause I don't even, I don't know if I even spend that much mm -hmm. because I'm aware of the tricks that they get you to do to keep you on there, to, mm -hmm. to bamboozle you, to get you to buy something. Not that I fall for it sometimes. I'm, I'm not perfect with it, but when I do, I'm like, Oh, I, they got me. They got me again. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. But understanding the why you're doing what you're doing or how to change it or how to get to where you want to be, I think is important. So as you're learning new stuff, I think falling back to habits and behaviors and other mindset and life-changing things are important. And this can be kind of a, a life-giving and empowering thing. Uh, you know, we've all went through that phase where we swore that our phone was listening to our conversations. Because it is. And, and we couldn't <laughs> yeah. make sense of why these, uh, these ads, I mean, if you've ever tried to buy a percussive massager, good luck opening your social media ever again because there's yep. massage guns. Tell them about when you signed up for your level one. Yeah, as soon as I signed up for level one and paid, I was getting nonstop ads for the bulldogs, gym. The bulldog the, scrubber. Yeah, the bulldog scrubber to clean yeah. the floor. Okay, so, so and as we've seen the social dilemma or heard about it, we understand these – this is all math. This is all science and technology, oh, yeah. and, it, and it knows. But in the same way, there's a book we've talked about before, Tony, The Power of Habit. Love it. That everything is designed this way. Grocery stores are a certain shape because we're more likely to buy as we're making when left we, turns when as opposed you're, to. You're more likely to make a right turn when you first walk in. Right, right. That's why public sets you up to go right by the cookies. As soon as you walk in, it's the cookies, it's the desserts, because you're going to go yeah. right first. Um they move stuff in the grocery stores purposely so you wander. Like, it's 
they know they're in control unless you get the research too. And we're not here to pick on uh, any of our sponsors, Publix <laughs> or uh, CrossFit or anybody, but it, it is being able to own the information and own the control. The control is huge yeah. of yourself and of your actions. Yeah. Okay, so Noah, how much research did you do or you talk about knowledge being important? Talk to me about the process when you first began your CrossFit experience and in terms of where you were coming from and uh, where you started. So mine kind of has a little, like it's a little two-sided. I started with Tony and CrossFit Fort Pierce back when it was, it was, I think, 772, and I was actually a CrossFit kid. Were you, were you, were you here at this building or the one on Oleander? Oleander. So it was CrossFit Fort Pierce, but it was like 2013. Oh, okay. Now you're going to miss it. Well, I think I started with 772 because I think my mom had a bumper sticker. Okay, so. But, uh. Okay, well, yeah. it's still like, you were like, what, 12? Oh, psh, I think eight, eight or nine. I'm really starting to feel old now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I you stuck around. Yeah, yeah. so. After so you started with Grandpa Tony a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Obviously got In into the galaxy other sports. far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously got into other sports, so those took priority. Then nine months ago is really whenever I say I got back into CrossFit. Sure, at home I was doing a few things here and there, but it wasn't definitely what it wasn't what it is now. But uh, now, leading up to it, it was more of like watching the videos, reading testimonials, everybody who's like, "Well, my body feels so much better. My mobility is crazy, off the charts." Wait. You read testimonials? Oh, yeah. Like, just on Instagram, Twitter, you know, people giving their input. I call it a testimonial, but... Yeah, no... On, on a broad spectrum of CrossFit. No, yes. I, I'm with you. I just, I, I don't think I've heard folks doing that before. In oh, one really? Of yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. And then, once you get into those type of testimonials, then you start seeing, like, hey, use performance leap testimonials and, like, you know, the ad type stuff, but things that actually work for people... So then you start taking that into account for CrossFit, too. Hmm. Okay. So, Tony, what, what can you say? Did you, if I recall, you wanted to talk to me about this. This is a good time to have this conversation. Tell us about your experience that you, when you went to Orlando. Yes. So you, you were, when, how long ago was that? When was that? So that was at the very, be, uh, that was at the very end of 2019. I was... In Orlando at the time, before COVID, going to UCF, and I'm like, okay, in kind of like a, a fixed set of, of a routine, so I needed to break it, try to try to find something new, so I was like, you know what, there's CrossFit like 10 minutes away, let's go. I go for steady month, I'd say five days a week, sometimes six. Um, the coach there was not good whatsoever. And now he's actually no longer a CrossFit owner. He did away with the name CrossFit. Yeah, unaffiliated. Um, but while I was going there, he was pushing, pushing heavy weights constantly and wasn't really pushing great mobility with a lot of areas in the body. And then also just was not about cardio. So I don't even know if you could really say it was CrossFit. But, uh, I mean, I watched people get hurt like you would not believe just trying to lift way more than they really should have even been trying. And uh, it was just a terrible experience just watching those people go and, through And it. then when you came here, I believe you were telling me that there was immediate difference like as soon as you walked through the door? Oh, uh, 
huge difference, especially community aspect. But I mean, from the coaching perspective, way more hands-on here, way, uh, way safer. But you still progress and hit more goals than I think I would have ever hit back at the other gym. What were some of the initial adjustments that you had to make? Coming from that gym? Or even, yeah, yeah, let's, coming from that gym or just coming into this place in general? Um, intensity. Intensity had to go down more than I w- initially wanted to because we wanted to come back. So instead of, hey, let's jump into two-a-days because, you know, why not? It was, well, let's do one, see how we feel at like 60 70%, and then as time went on, okay, you can ramp it up to 80 85% a few days and see, how, and see how you're feeling. And then it was like, okay, you're at a comfortable pace. Let's come six days a week and try to hit that intensity that you want. And what was the benefit to making that adjustment? Goals were getting set quicker, or goals were getting met quicker, so that allowed me to set more goals, and it allowed me to stay either after or get here a little bit earlier than class would start and work on more things because I had more to give. Tony feels like we're saying this every podcast, but it's a chance. I can't for you be to happier. Yeah. It's, it's a I'm, I'm, glo- I'm glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aww. It sounds so counterintuitive. He's saying I had to lower my intensity to show up every day. To show up every day, but he also said so that I could do more. Can you talk about that str- that struggle between trying to? Um, we've talked about it in, in bigger words: attainability, sustainability. So we think that just because we give one hundred percent in the first five minutes of a twenty-minute workout, that we feel accomplished. Um, so if we're going off percentage of effort. If we're able to back down that effort to 60, 70 percent, whatever that is, and you're able to get through that workout and you're able to show up the next day. And so I've been telling all the new people, work out today for tomorrow. Work out today so you can show up tomorrow. If you ruin yourself today, you can't show up tomorrow. You can't hit your goals as quickly as you want. So if you show up every day and you give 70 percent, you're good math. You're good at math, right? Good enough, yeah. Okay, what's uh, six days a week times 70%? So what, what percentage does that end up being overall? 420. Okay, good number. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> if you do 100% three days a week, it's only 300. Right. So you'll get more volume, more effort if you show up every day and give less of that intensity aspect so you can show up the next day. Noah, you've talked about how important it is to be in the continually learning process or right. place what is this community meant for you both in terms of um gym and just your overall health and happiness well the more the the closer to summer that it's been getting the more i realize it's not just a community it's more of like a stronghold because you look at let's say like bacon beatdown i mean there are countless teams coming from crossfit 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 four peers going to bacon beatdown so it's like they're, we're all rooming together. We're competing with each other. You know, it's all, it's all such a support. And then even looking at a triathlon that's local here, there's a ton of people doing that too. So it's like in and out of the gym, we're all pushing each other and working with each other. I think the biggest uh, word he uses, with each other, because that's what we're all doing, even if we're 
competing every day in the gym. We're still doing it with each other. And I think we all have to remember that. No, a part of the challenge that people are going to have listening to you is that you make some of these things sound easy. Do you want to say anything about the amount of work and the type of um, discipline that you've had to develop and where that comes from? Um, well, where it comes from is definitely how I was raised, fortunately for me. But I'd say it's just a mindset. If, if you can come in and say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here six days a week the easiest way to do that is to be here six days a week. Okay, being here six days a week is one thing. Right. Eating 800 grams of fruits and vegetables every day, entirely another. True. Have you, true. have you always eaten like a rabbit, or is this something no. new? This is something so new. Okay, talk to me about your diet before this 800-gram challenge. Before it was never counting anything but it was, hey, be conscious, like semi-conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you ate, you ate a cookie, like Sunday or something like that. Go or like on, four or five. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, probably shouldn't. You know, probably should stay away from sugar Mondays. Kind of how it was. But then it was like, eh, I like that. Stay away from sugar Mondays. I like stay that. away from sugar Mondays. Well, you know, as in the probably. Next day. Yeah, as probably. in the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. What am I, an animal? <laughs> yeah, right. No, as in the next day. But you know, who knows for the rest of the week after that? But um, now it's, you know, be super conscious. especially with the 800 grams now I can count now I have a system to count which for my brain really works well because it's number based so now I'm talking numbers now it's really relating to me now everything can fall in a control category that I've never really had for my food Mm -hmm. so it makes it way easier okay end dog if I can call you end dog go ahead I like you a lot but so far what you're saying still sounds pretty stupid Okay. Like, like, why? Why do this? Tell me that there's been some sort of benefit for putting that many fruits and vegetables on your plate. I'd like to know. So far with the first month that I've done this, I'm going to continue it hopefully for, I'd say, hopefully pretty solid for the next year. Um, for the first month, it was actually, I think I gained just over three pounds. Mm-hmm. And what Tony and I had discussed was, well, doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad three pounds. Mm-hmm. It could have just been like muscle mass, which I'm actually more inclined to thinking that it is because my training has gotten way better. So with that came the benefit of my training has amped up big time, not in volume necessarily, but in the way that I'm able to see how well I've done after the after the wad, and I would say three pounds of muscle in a month makes it very worthwhile for oh yeah anybody, and and it's you know it's inappropriate for me to be talking about diets for several reasons, but that's not what this is, is it, Tony? It's not a diet necessarily, but it's a new way of understanding our nutrition. I think that's a great way to put it because what I found by doing the 100 gram challenge with the gym was I'm hitting all the benchmarks that that they're asking during the challenge. I'm hitting them a lot by like lunchtime. I, and I find that there's a lot of people that struggle with it. And there's some people that also hit those benchmarks every day. 
But the people that struggle with it are the same people that are struggling maybe with keeping some weight off or consistency with their mm-hmm. their weight, whether it goes up and down a lot. Um, I think it's a really good platform for consistency. I think it's a really good platform to be able to hit your goals and limit the junk. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of what I do unknowingly is a lot of what I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hopefully continue uh, teaching people this so they understand how much they're actually supposed to eat. For instance, you did Whole30 a few times with us already, right? Yeah. You did 100 grams with us? Uh-huh. Okay. You may or may not have been successful. Yeah, a lot of days. I didn't do 30 days Kay. of it. But. but the days you did do 800 grams, did you have room for other stuff? Not really. Maybe okay. some chicken. But okay, but when you did Whole30... Which one did you eat more vegetables on? Well, see, and that's the thing. With the Whole30, there was kind of this perception that I had, even in my results of depravity, that, okay, it's good, and I wasn't starving, and I I was getting everything I needed, and I was learning that, but I was certainly getting smaller, mostly because if I couldn't have what I wanted to eat, then I didn't have anything. But no, you're not along. So you've actually found an experience where you were still gaining muscle mass because I think that's what some of us would say. There are times that I avoided Whole30 as if, well, that's not my, my goal, but really it was just, it, it was it was rooted in so many other things. But you didn't wind up going hungry, did you? No, I actually had the same struggle with Whole30 was, oh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Now it's like, I can, but I'm so full, so I I won't. Mm-hmm. Did it Did it have an effect positively to just know that you could? Yes, because it it changed because I could it changed the I can't to I won't. So like we talked about earlier with the control aspect, verbiage in that mentality that I was talking about earlier is a huge, huge uh, play in my playbook of, well, now that I do have the control, even in my verbiage of I won't, it's so much more of a positive and um, such a better feeling. Mm. And I want to go back, too, because we, we pride ourselves on being honest. And you asked me, was I still hungry after 800 grams? And, and now that I think about it, I mean, I wasn't hungry, but I still had a milkshake. Or I wasn't hungry, but I still had a beer. But even then, I found my body's response to those naughty, naughty things were much better because it was like, it, it's almost like the equivalent of like having the right type of oil in your car. Right. You know, you just, you respond to the atmosphere better. And so I've been at your house when we've crushed a box of cereal. Oh, okay. No, no, no. What kind of we, no. Lucky Charms. Nice. Doesn't matter. But <laughs> it matters. So. Mostly Lucky Charms. Some Reese's, Reese's Pieces. I'd rather have Reese's Which is Reese's. actually a cereal. Yeah. It's also a candy. Um, In this case, it was a cereal. It's Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. Get it right. Now, damn it. They'll never sponsor us now. <laughs> um, that probably would never have happened if we just ate more vegetables. Well, okay, but what I was trying to say is that if you're gonna have a box of cereal because it's Saturday, no, but we would have had it. We would have had a lot less if we would have had the vegetables. If we hit our 800 grams first, yeah, we would have had a lot less cereal that day. Right, and we still had 800 grams. Would be different than if we just yeah. were doing the lucky charms. If, if, so you day, if you eat, I mean, cookie crisps, honey nut Cheerios. If you eat, loops, if you eat all your corn vegetables, pops, <laughs> if you eat all Frosted your ve- mini wheat, stop it. If you eat Apple all- Jacks, God, cut that out. <laughs> um, if you eat all your vegetables and all your fruit, arguably and your protein, and you have your bowl of cereal, 
it's not that much weight in the grand scheme of things that the amount of sugar that you just consumed compared to everything else, the percentage is minimal. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the idea is. It's what you said earlier, sustainable, maintainable. I forget what the word is. Obtainable. Obtainable, sustainable. These are all things we're trying to do. Mm. Whole 30 gets really good results. But then when you get off of it, everyone goes buck wild. (laughs) I feel seen. (laughs) So our goal is not to have quick results. Our goal is to have long goals, long-term, long-range. What was the the word you you used earlier? Yeah, long-range. Long-range? Yeah. The goal is to have long-range views on our goals. And not long-term goals, not just the short-term so, Noah, it's been obvious to any of us that have been in the gym with you that that contributing to the conversation um, for other people's benefit is important to you, too. I wanted to give you an opportunity to just say uh, s- say something to the uh, folks that like me that will be trying to kind of restart this opportunity with the 800 gram challenge. What would you say to those folks that are like, ah, I'll try it. What, what was it to you and what can you share to somebody else? Um, the benefit of getting out, uh, Ricky, Ricky, take it back. The benefit of making a commitment to this 800 gram challenge or to the nutrition process in general. Um, I think it was Tony that first told me, 10% of your goal is going to be met here in the gym and then 90% is going to be met out, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you get what you give. If you give 90%, that 90% outside the gym into the 800-gram challenge, you're going to get it right back. I mean, the results are going to come. It's just you've got to put it in. So if you want something, work for it. There it was, Jeeples. Certainly a lot to digest. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, anyway, uh, keep checking your emails. You'll see the information about the current Whole30 challenge that's going on, the next upcoming 800 gram challenge that will be uh, on its way, and the end of the month beach wad. So keep checking your emails. Don't let them go to spam. Also get into the gym. New hats, new shirts, and some really good workouts and even better people. In the meantime, I hope you're staying safe. We'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to eat well, live good, and don't forget to make a little time to be bad.